Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. I'm promising you listening to the Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into work, let's pray. <laughs> Lord, just thank you for today. Just invite you into our midst and invite you into our day-to-day lives. And Lord, I also just thank you for always being there for us and never forsaking us. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. Well, amen. Good morning, everybody. And welcome to our continued study in Romans. Um, so, yet again, there were more things that the Holy Spirit had that he wanted um, people to share and speak to. So we are going to, for the third time, go over the same section of Scripture in chapter 8, which is verses 12 through 17. All right, so can I get a volunteer to read that section of Scripture, please? I will read it. All right, honey. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Amen. All right, so the floor is open for you to share what the Holy Spirit has spoken and ministered to you and ask any questions that you have. So that we can all learn and grow together. All right? Okay. Who would like to begin? Mr. Dean. Who would like to begin? So picking up where we were now, third Um. go-round on this (laughs) section. So the first time we went over this, um, if you can go back that far in your memory, John, you said something about um, redemption in the Spirit. And so... I don't th- I'm not sure it's clear what you said. That's why I want to get back to it. So we're okay. always getting back to it. But is redemption in the spirit or is redemption in the flesh or is redemption in both? Well, everything happens first in the spirit. Everything. Mm-hmm. And then we see the manifestation in our flesh. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I mean, we can look at that just in us, right? We are spirit. We have a soul, which is mind, will, um, heart, emotions, feelings, right? Mm-hmm. And we are in a dirt body or tent, mm-hmm. right? But it first begins, we are spirit, which is why in scripture it says, may your spirit, soul, and body be essentially pre- presented blameless, spotless, without spot, wrinkle, or blemish before our Lord, right? At the day of his coming. Um, so redemption first starts in the heart right it's it first started with christ he redeemed us from the law from the curse of sin and death Mm -hmm. 
And he also had the ministry of reconciliation, which he has given us. Well, how do we access that? Does it first begin in our flesh? Absolutely not. It begins in faith, in trusting our Father, in aligning our will to his will. And you see that with Christ in his time, even on earth. It first began in the Spirit, aligning himself in everything with the Lord's plan, with the Lord's will for our life. And then you saw that manifest in the flesh. Now, yes, it took flesh a, a, an offering, sacrificial lamb, right, in order to redeem us from the curse, right? There, there had to be sacrifice. That was the cost. All right, blood had to be shed in order to, um, uh, here, help me out here, Lord. Um, <laughs> how to phrase this. Blood had to be shed to, to cover, to atone for the sins that we committed, mm-hmm. right? And in that, uh, of course, Christ was that, but it first began with his spirit and aligning it with the Father. And then you saw it manifest in the flesh. And as a result of his redemptive work on the, cl- on the cross, we now, through faith, access that grace which was given, mm-hmm. which is a result of his love. Amen. Does that, does that make sense? Is that... Well, um, yeah, I don't want to camp out here too long. I just want one if you were saying something that I missed, I wanted you to clarify, but it took us a while to get back to it. So mm-hmm. I can I could tell by the way you were looking like, I don't even remember saying that. So, <laughs> But it's more like, you know, because for me, um, at the moment that we receive Christ, then we are seated spiritually mm-hmm. in the heavens with him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at his yes. right hand, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Just as he is seated next to the Father. That's right. And the flesh is crucified in the spirit. Mm-hmm. So... It seems to me there is no real need for redemption of flesh. It's redemption of the spirit. And the flesh will not exist for eternity. Not in that state, but right. will be will be changed. But there there is a, re- a need for redemption of our flesh Absolutely. in the sense of putting to death the sin nature all the way. And us being able to walk in a life, in, in this lifetime, in a way that glorifies and pleases God. Because what gives us authority to make... Um, transactions on the earth is our physical body Uh that's why like um satan doesn't have any authority of his own he has to get it or get permission from a human being to be able to do things so there is a need for that and we see in first corinthians chapter 15 uh this is verse 50 through 57 it says now this i say brethren that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, uh-huh. nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, it is written, death swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Oh, therefore, my beloved brother, and this is verse 40, I mean, 58, just to finish it, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, mm-hmm. knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So when you think of how we were created initially, we weren't supposed to die physically, right? Adam and Eve were right. eternal. They weren't, sin nature is what caused their outward man to perish and it caused instant sin, um, spiritual death. Right. So there right. was two two deaths that were described. Mm-hmm. You shall surely die, die, die. It was a spiritual death and then a natural death. So we were supposed to be eternal all the way around and live forever, which is also why God said we have to put a barrier between the tree of life and this fallen man because he'll live forever in the fallen state versus being redeemed, having redemption. So in the, the way of we don't always have to live our life being subject to the death and destruction that came about as the as the product of the curse we don't have to be subject to that so we need redemption there healing is a part of that redemption we're not subject to just Mm -hmm. dying and letting satan do whatever he wants to to our physical body if we transition off this planet it should be because god said we're finished and we're just ready to go home and be with him versus dying of an ailment or uh, sickness or disease or any of those things or our life being stolen prematurely it should just be us going i'm done lord okay let's go home it's time to get out of here enoch had that the testimony of him is that he pleased god mm-hmm. and he was taken with the lord so if it's available to enoch it's got to be available to others right because he's no respecter of persons. And even Elijah, even though he threw a temper tantrum, he still got a chariot to come pick him up. <laughs> so, and told God he quits. He wasn't going to do it anymore, you know? So if God is good to one, he's good to all. Now we all have our own walk, but he also will listen to our faith. He'll put that in our heart for, that, for us to believe him concerning. So I believe absolutely there is a redemption for our physical well, there's a redemption because he says there's a redemption, mm-hmm. right? We, we covered Isaiah 63, right? And it says very plainly in there, in his love and in his pity, he redeemed them and he bore them and carried them all the days of old. And then right after that in verse 10, that's in, that's in Isaiah 63, verse 9. And in verse 10, he says, but they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. And then it continues to go in and, and talk about Moses, Right. So it's talking about the days of old, but it also applies to us today. He already redeemed us for us. He has redeemed us already with the work he did on the cross. And then right after it says, but, like trying to negate that. Like So it was a choice to grieve the Holy Spirit, right? When we talked about um, revival, right? What is, how does living it? the life of, of the Spirit, life in the Spirit look like, right? It looks like exactly like Christ, which is who we're, is, is our pattern example and who we are called to be conformed to his image, right? And the first thing, of course, was addressing sin. But the third, and this is as we were talking, what the Lord gave to Evan Roberts as far as the, the principles for the Welsh revival. But the third one was doing what the Spirit prompts you to do, right? Obedience, prompt, implicit, unquestioning obedience to the Holy Spirit. Right? If not, we're grieving him. We're striving against him, fighting against him. Uh, but it, and also in Isaiah sixty-three, he, he talks about of old, right? The the children of Israel under Moses, 
And he says that he still led them by the right hand of Moses with his, as in the Lord's glorious arm. And he did all these things, right? Divided water made to make for himself an everlasting name. And he led them through the deep as a horse in the wilderness that they might not stumble, right? And it says, and the spirit of the Lord causes him, the, the beast down in the valley, to rest. So you, as in the Lord, leads his people. You, so you lead your people to make yourself a glorious name. We are redeemed, and we have a role, a part to play in this. We have to choose, right, to one, receive or access this grace through faith, which is really just that outpouring of his love. He gave us that grace through because of his love. It first started there. And so when we are obedient, when we choose to believe him, to exercise that, that faith, to trust him for who he is and everything that he said he'd do without doubting. We're just reciprocating that love to him and it's demonstrated in our obedience. Mm-hmm. And the Lord didn't leave anything undone. We are redeemed spirit, soul, and body. Absolutely. Did you, did you want to? Okay. Well, Charles, did you have something, sweetheart? Yes. I All found right. verse 14 interesting for it says, for as many as have, as are led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. I think Paul is also getting at in the scripture is that we have to act as though we're heirs of God, meaning that we have to do everything in our power and everything that the Lord has told us so that way we get there. It's same if you and dad say, do all your choices that way you can play games. If I'm unwilling to do my chores, I can't expect to play games because I have not met, met the requirements. Not saying that the the Lord does have requirements. You must follow him in order to <laughs> there get are conditions. Conditions. standards. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> So Paul is saying here is that we have to act as though we're heirs of the Lord and constantly move with him. We can't try to expect to be stubborn and expect to uh, receive all the blessings. Like Mm -hmm. your mommy dad told me to go clean the lawn and I just sit there and do something else. I can assure you I don't get a blessing. I get some consequences because (laughs) I was direct disobedience. The same is true here. You do not get what you do not work for. You get what you sow, I should say. You reap what you sow. Reap what you sow, sorry. Yes. But also you brought up this thing about act, right? You use that word. Yes. Act, you have to act as though you are an heir, right? Yes. So, but the acting is not acting as in faking it, because that would be a lie. That would be false. Not pretending. Mm -hmm. Right? Like you brought up about the, if you were told to go cut the grass, right? Yes. But so you can act like you cut the grass. And then when it's discovered that you didn't, there well, there's going to be some discipline that takes place, yeah? Yes. Okay, there's a number of things have to be addressed. So it's not acting acting as in faking as in lying. But it is you it's demonstrating because you know this to be true. This is true. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you are moving forward in it which changes everything, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. How you, I'll say, perceive or understand the things around you, right? And your authority in relationship to what is happening. Yes? Yes. It's a game changer. It is a game changer, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But we all have to come to that understanding, the right understanding. All of this that um, 
that is written here. I mean, all of the scriptures, as the whole entirety of the word of God is written for our, our reproof and our edification and as a tool to guide us and strengthen us um, and inform us on who God is and provide an opportunity to get to know him better. And all of it is renewing our mind. I mean, mm-hmm. this entire chapter, but all of Romans, the reason he's addressing these things is so we can renew our mind and not be ignorant of what's happening, not be ignorant of the concerning the things of God, not be ignorant concerning the truth and all the full capacity from the beginning of eternity or time and whatnot until the end and all of the fullness of who God is. He wants us to know him. So as he's teaching us these things through um, his ministry, through the apostle Paul, it's to help us renew our mind because there's no way that we can be that living sacrifice. We can present our bodies to God as a living sacrifice, sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord without renewing our mind because your natural mind would go, no, that's, that's, that's stupid. I mean, I can do what I want. I don't need to do that. And it will reject what God is asking for. And by nature of what it is, the carnal mind will, draw us away from God and prevent us from ever receiving the fullness of what he desires and has for us. So the great effort that's being taken by the Holy Spirit to uncover and share these mysteries and to articulate them one by one by one to create a whole picture, it can seem like he's just talking about sin and harping on sin, but he's taken us from the beginning and what you could look at in any any life in particular, your own life, because that's the one you're supposed to be examining Mm -hmm. as you examine your life and go, okay, well, yeah, I saw that. I did that stuff. I saw those traits in my life. And so that's, things are supposed to be different. Okay. And, and I'm supposed to believe God and this is how I'm supposed to think about things. Um, it's important for us. Well, well, let's build on that. Okay. It goes back to what Dean was saying, right. And this question of, of redeeming and redemption, right. And we, we brought this up, I think, last last episode where, where we were discussing the Holy Spirit. And when we come to Christ, we are a new, crea- a new creation, right? All yes. things are past. We are a new creation. And it goes along with this redemption piece and also renewing our mind. Mm-hmm. Because the same thing was said about Saul, right? That he was a new man. The Holy Spirit came upon him, and he was a new man, right? Um, so you see that same principle uh, articulated, right? But then you have the same similar thing expressed here, um, actually in, in a previous one, verse 11, right? But if the Spirit of him, which is the Holy Spirit, who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies Mm -hmm. through his spirit who dwells in you. Mm -hmm. So you see there is renewal as well as redemption, Mm -hmm. right? It's not just the the redeeming work of Christ, but it is a renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. But as you pointed out, honey, the mind, the carnal mind, cannot understand the things of God, cannot comprehend the things of God. There is no way. It's at war with the spirit. So it cannot even begin to understand the things of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen. It can't. And, you know, further furthering the point of redemption, Jesus is our 
he's the firstborn among many brethren, of mm-hmm. the, but the firstborn from the dead, right? Yeah. Jesus' yes. physical body was redeemed. When he went into hell, he was raised up on the third day, but he had a glorified body. He still got a body that looks like you and me. He still got the nail prints in his hands. Hence, he told Thomas to put your fist in my side because Thomas said he wouldn't believe him unless he got to do those things. Then he said, here, look at my hands, put your fingers in there and don't be doubting, but believe. So if Jesus is our, our, since he's our example, the same redemption that he was given, we have that opportunity as well when we hold fast and continue in our relationship with him. But Psalm 16 says this um, about the Lord. Um, It says, Verse 10 says, for you will not leave my soul in Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. So when Jesus was raised and given his glorified body, that's the same expectation we can have. So of the eternal redemption, but also the here and now that we're not driven to and fro and remaining subject and enslaved to the sin nature, but our, our whole being, spirit, soul, and body can come into relationship with him. Um, The Lord talks very clearly about agreement. And when we pray that there must be agreement, but the first agreement that there must be is Mm -hmm. internal agreement within our body. So if if your heart's trying to believe God, but your flesh is trying to disobey God, it's gonna be really hard to come together and receive by faith because that makes you a what? Double-minded man. Hello, can I have the chorus sing it? And that word that... (laughs) Lately used before that cooperation. The cooperation will be hindered. So we are a spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. But guess what? We have a father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. The three are one and they are always in agreement. So likewise, we must have agreement. And if one of our members that that makes up our our being at this time is just left perpetually unruly, how can we ever hope to come to the things of God in fullness, to worship in spirit and in truth, not only internally, but why also what we're doing on the outside in spirit and in truth, that's inside and out what we're doing towards God. So there's, there's only example of us being redeemed and the, the apostle Paul talking about buffeting our flesh and your physical body does nothing but what it's told. There's the, the automatic system that God set up to keep us alive so we don't die, like the heart beats, the lungs breathe, the liver filters and the kidneys pro, you know, filter and process and all of those things. But in and of itself, it, it's just here as a tool and it does what it's told. But the soul is the bridgeway, our spirit, soul, and body connecting us to the earth or our physical body to communicate with it. And if the soul, the mind, the will, and emotions haven't been renewed, then of course the natural physical body is just going to do wicked things, right? Yes. And, and we talked about those instinctual reactions that are a result of spending time, any amount of time away from God. Of course the body is going to do just that because in and of itself, it's nothing. When the soul, the life, the inward man departs from a physical body, the body dies surprise it's not doing anything on its own (laughs) it's not i've spent a lot of time in in the medical field it's not doing anything on its own if there's no life internally you can keep that little meat sack alive with equipment but it's still doing nothing without the soul oh did someone else have something they want to say i'm sorry it's okay okay 
So first, the Lord wanted me to talk about verse 17 where it says, And of children, then hairs. Hairs, baby. Sorry. (laughs) Hairs are on your head, but we are heirs. On God's head. That's so funny. (laughs) Right. Continue, sir. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Mm-hmm. And the Lord was talking to me about how you, let's say, for example, wait, let me go back. <laughs> so when Paul's talking about if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Paul's not saying that literally if we see a brother in Christ suffering, we go and tell somebody, hey, do whatever to me so I can be like that other person. He's not talking about that. He's talking about being one with Christ and going, not going. Well, put it this way, not flip-flopping. If you know what I mean. Um, flip-flopping in what way? Uh, like, for, if you, if you, meaning, do you mean like they're flip-flopping when they see something good's happening to one person, but when that person's in need, they are unwilling to come help? Not necessarily. But well, t- <laughs> tell us what it is then, honey. But like come to the Lord when they're in need, but then when it when they're not in need they go, Oh yeah, Lord, you can go inside this little box. Oh, okay. And okay. How Paul means suffering with him it's not going, Lord, I need your help and then oh Lord, you can get back inside this box, I don't need you. Hmm. And that's how we get glorified together. So you're saying have a, a long-term commitment with the Lord. And yes, that is a steadfast and immovable relationship with him that doesn't change for any reason. You have committed to the Lord and you're faithful to your commitment in, in him. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. And look at that. Also, last, last devotional, Mr. Dean was talking... Actually, never mind. Well, so on the sufferings part, right? So it talks about Christ and his sufferings. And what was gained from that? What do you oh, mean, Dad? Are you referring to the scripture that said, through I... his suffering, he learned obedience? Exactly. Huh. He learned obedience. And what did we just say obedience was? Doing the will of the Lord. Yes, it is a demonstration of love or a reciprocation of our love for the Father back to him that he first gave us while we were enemies. Right? Yes. But in there is also a refining of us and our faith, right? And as we, we already read in Romans, right, our faith and it gives us hope and brings about endurance and all these other things, right? There's a refinement process that is happening within us so that we can share in the glory because it helps. Is the process to bring us to conform to the image of Christ, right? Mm 
same thing you see demonstrated in Christ as a pattern example, as our pattern and example, right? Being conformed nice. to his image and to share in the glory given to him. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, it's, it's one thing to show up and try to share in the victory and it's all the party and the, you know what I mean? Like the football game has been won and now you're, you're showing up for the fun, but you didn't want to bear with any of the practice or the hard times or the, the, the hot summer or anything like that. And let's consider it in a more natural state, right? Uh, what's called fair weather fans or bandwagon fans, right? Now that the team's doing good, right? There's, there are people that all of a sudden start purchasing all this gear for that team. They're representing that team and, but then when they start doing bad, now they jump on the next and root for the next team. And and you see that, and it's unfortunate, but you see that even in, in the body of Christ, right? We're not to be like that. So there are what's, what's known as, I'll say, true fans. That it doesn't matter how many decades or whatever that that team won a championship, or but they're still sticking with them, and it's still their favorite team, and they're still rooting for them, and with with hope and expectation that it's going to get better. Mm -hmm. Now our team doesn't lose. Our team Make does no not lose. Make no mistake about that. He we always win. causes us to triumph and, <laughs> and move from and victory to victory. Us, right in triumphant processional through Christ. Right. So, so again, it was, it was a natural example, mm -hmm. but it, so not perfect, but it helps give us an idea and understanding of no, we need to remain faithful. Right. But with with Christ in this particular verse that Promise was talking about, it says, and if if indeed we suffer with him, that word means to suffer or feel pain together. Well, obviously we weren't on the cross at the same time Jesus was. There wasn't a million crosses lined up mm -hmm. next to him. I don't even think we would have dared have the audacity to love him enough to even try something like that. We would have forsaken him like everybody else did. But um, it also means to suffer evils, troubles, mm -hmm. or persecutions in the like manner with another. So our life is a good life in Christ. But if he did take us the way of being the martyr or that when he does take us through things that are outside of what we think we should be doing, right, and it causes us to buffet our flesh, which causes emotional or um, subjective pain, it's not, most of the time it's not even literal, it's just how you feel about it, um, are you still willing to stand with him or, or will you be offended or will, will we be offended with God and, and go away because what he's saying is too hard for us? Well, well I would ask, why do we, would, he, would we expect anything different? Right, we covered Moses and, and the Holy Spirit on Moses. And what did the Lord say? I'm going to take some of the Spirit on you, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to put it on these 70 elders. Why? So they could share in the burden. Oh, yes. I was just referring to sometimes what is not pretty when people were talking about right, no, you. But They're reviling because reviling you because you carry the name of Christ. Will but, you forsake but let's, him? Let's even look at that, right? Mm. And, and we'll use the example that we just gave with Moses and the seven elders, right? People spoke all kinds of things against Moses. Really, it was against the Lord. Mm -hmm. But Moses was the, because he was there, you could see him, right? He took the brunt of it. And then these 70 elders were there to were, you know, and that was from uh, his father-in-law Jethro, right? And the Jethro principle. And hey, you need two people to help you judge because if you just try to do this to yourself, it's going to burn you out, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so they were there to share in that and, and help judge the people so or lead the people just like Moses had been, had 
been chosen by God to do, right? And so he was giving them the, the power, the authority, the ability, and through the Holy Spirit to lead them in how to judge, to judge rightly amongst the people that they had. But in there, they were sharing in that burden, mm-hmm. right? The, the, you call it the burden of leadership, but it's deeper than that because there's no doubt they experienced some of the same things that Moses did, right? That, that's also a carnal thing to not like leadership and some of the things that leadership does. And, you know, putting laws or statues in place and enforcing them, uh, especially when it's when there are people that want to be contrary to the laws, the statutes, the and commandments. I'm not talking about wicked leaders doing things. No, like not at all. That's not what I'm talking about. Abomination, abominable things and all that. We're not talking about that. No, but. we are absolutely talking about the laws, the statutes, the commandments of the Lord. Right? And, and then, unfortunately, there are people that want to be contrary to that. Mm. So, and in so doing, right, there are these things that are experienced. Revilings and hatred and, you know, being slandered and... and a number of other things that come as a result, right? right. But the Lord addressed that with his, uh, the Sermon on the Mount or the Beatitudes, right? He said, blessed are you when these things happen. Right. And, and as we're suffering with Christ, and we appreciate the life that Moses had, but Moses is not our example. Jesus is. Amen. And the only way that Moses is a, a joint heir is that he's also in Christ Jesus. Amen. That, that's the only way that we have that connection. So He was um, a type and shadow, right? That's right. Even as we're keeping our eyes on the Lord, it, it's... Moses was valid because God gave him a, a place and gave him that was God's a testimony. task to do. Right. And so as Christ is our example, you know, making sure that we are not fair weather believers. When you're doing what I want, Lord, I love you. Hallelujah. You know, we're singing and clapping our hands. But as soon as it's harder than what we anticipated or there's a delay or a, a seeming delay or any of those kind of things, we have departed and left our relationship we've forsaken our first love who is jesus christ go ahead promise oh and also when the lord was also talking to me about how i don't know exactly what it was but he said that you are friends of christ and how it goes to this exact same scripture whenever something happened so true Let's say you have a friend, and you're trying to do the right thing, and they go, oh, yeah, nah, we can't hang out anymore. Then you're not, they're not really your true friend, and how it's the same with the Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when the Lord says, all right, I want you to go speak out against this person. And you go, oh, nah, Lord, I don't want to be a Christian anymore. And... That's just not being a friend of Christ. We got to be his friend in return. He's a friend to us, Mm -hmm. so we should be his friend. Right? Exactly. Yes. Now, yes, Paul says, I'm a bondservant to Christ. But what did did Jesus say? Right? I haven't called you slaves because a slave doesn't know what his master's doing. Mm -hmm. But I have called you friends. Amen. Right? We should know what the Lord is doing. Right? And you see that that exact point we should support him in his efforts and in his efforts yes but we should understand what the lord is doing right he he talks about that all the time especially to the pharisees right jesus during his ministry how do you understand all these signs and all these things but you don't know what's happening what the what the spirit's doing what the lord's doing right you understand all these natural signs but 
we need to understand the spiritual side as well and the spiritual laws and the spiritual rules that the Lord has in place. He's given it to us. We are joint heirs, Mm -hmm. those that are in Christ, to know, right? The secret things belong to the Lord, but the things he reveals belong to us and our children forever. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And um, yeah, let's just pause there for today and let the Holy Spirit minister. And uh, of course, if anyone has any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can contact us at a adayofprayeryahoo.com or on our website, adayofprayer.org. And with that, can I get someone to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we just thank you for today and for making us joint heirs with Christ, Lord, that we can be seated in the heavenly places as your son is, Lord, and, we, and you show us those secret things, Lord, and that you call us friends and you call us your children, Lord, that you include us in your awesome plan, Lord, and you give us the ability and the honor of being ambassadors in your name, Lord, and being a part of your mm-hmm. plan, God. And so I thank you for our listeners and our partners, Lord. And I just thank you for everything that you have done, that you are doing, Lord, and all the amazing and wonderful things that you will do in times to come, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.